Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Watford FC Buzz podcast. Matt Messiano, Jordan Weimer and Tom Bedell all here. And um, I feel like we can celebrate a bit now, guys, because the season's finally over and we don't have to worry about any more, uh, any more Roy Hodgson, any more, um, <laughs> any more Premier League teams giving us a walloping. Um, we can reset and, um, and go again in the Championship. Yes, finally done, isn't it? Um... Yeah, it's just it, it was it was difficult to uh, to kind of be up for these last few games when we kind of resigned to our fate and obviously nothing really to play for. But we've we've got the game, the fixtures are played, and yeah, we can start to look ahead to to the off season, which is coming around extremely quickly. So of course we uh, we finished off um, on Sunday uh, against Chelsea away, and um, it actually didn't end up being too bad a game, really, despite the uh, the last minute goal from Chelsea. It was the ultimate kind of end of season game, wasn't it? Between two teams that had long had nothing to play for. Chelsea was safe in third, had obviously lost the FA Cup final. We were safely in the Championship, having lost every football match for what seems for forever, <laughs> seems like forever. And yeah, just you know, sort of petered out rather didn't it there was a game I seem to remember a few years ago at Stamford Bridge quite a few years ago now where the uh, the pitch was needed to be relayed and it was really sandy in places and it just felt like uh, a real kind of end of season affair at the bridge again where just nothing nothing to play for it's, it's kind of done I think to be honest if most both teams would have probably paid a fine of three points to assuming that didn't knock Chelsea out of third paid a fine of three points to not bother playing the game and all be on the beach a bit earlier but um, there we are, as you say, Jordan. The, the season's over. Thank goodness for that. Not a moment too soon. Dan, Dan Backman did get uh, ninety minutes of football, and he's one who possibly might still be here next season. Um, I know we weren't sure about that at the start uh, of the season, but uh, he might he might still be here. Um, what did we What did we see from him? Did he Did he put in a, a decent showing? What, what do we think? Um, I was pleased to see him play because I think we discussed this, touched on this last week, didn't we? The kind of Ben Foster post, which seemed to make it look like he'd played his last game and evidently he was kind of given the time off, given the weekend off, as it were. As we discussed, there may be a role for him next season. And I see he has said in the last week that, you know, as long as Watford want him, he wants to stay. Uh, maybe a season getting splinters in his arse has humbled him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it looks it looks like for the foreseeable he's he's going to be here. Uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's been a lot of revisionism about him this season, a bit like there has other players, because you know he kind of came out and made those comments and about not being happy with not playing, which you know any player would not be 
uh, over no or no player, so he would be over the moon about that. Particularly when he's got you know number one role with Austria to to fight for. So yeah, he did well. Yeah, I think we know what his shortcomings are. I think we know what his strengths are. But he, he's a he's a decent option to have in the mix for me certainly. Jordan. Yeah, I thought Backman did did reasonably well as Tom said, and I think with the uncertainty of the keeper coming in, it, it's good to have some competition that we've at least had some some production from in the championship previously. I mean, worst case, Backman can play there, and I think he could be um, serviceable for sure. I mean, in terms of the game, I wasn't exactly sure. It almost looked like he maybe a little bit harsh, but I think he probably would have felt like he could have done better having got so close with the with the winner um, to kind of get in that hand to it. It's a, it's a difficult position, obviously, going against the, the direction he was heading. He had to kind of turn back and ch- shift his weight and try and get a hand to the ball, which he did, but just not enough kind of behind it to get it away from the goal and obviously went in. But yeah, I thought he did, uh, I thought he did just fine. I thought that uh, Kayembe had one of his best games uh, for Watford uh, on Sunday. What, what did you What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I don't think it was a, a bad performance. But anyways, I just think I just I just want to see a little bit. I just, I, I'm struggling to kind of define him as a player right now. I'm struggling to kind of see what he's bringing to the team. Um, I know there's some off the ball work and his passing can be tight. I just want to see him be a little bit more aggressive with the ball. Um, try and find some space. I want to I want to see a, a, a potential kind of potential way to progress whether that's carrying or passing you want that midfielder to have some avenue of, of bringing that ball at the pitch and so far I'm yet to see it um, but it wasn't a bad performance and he, he did kind of grow into it a little bit and I think yeah it, it might have been one of his better ones for, for Watford so far I don't know I saw lots of nice little interchanges and sort of you know, like give and goes and it just seemed like yeah. he was know, it was more positive in, more yeah, freedom yeah, it was definitely more positive than, than I've seen in the past from him yeah no, that's fair there was a bit more freedom to it, and I think given the the circumstances of the game, um, it, he was allowed to kind of play a little bit like that. And I think it's important that he does have the opportunity to do so. And it seems, from what uh, what's been said in, in kind of articles in the Athletic and, and so on, that it seems that uh, KMB will be featuring next season in some capacity. Uh, and you know, if it's a starting one, then he's got he's got to earn that spot. I'm sure there'll be some some competition there, but he's definitely one to to keep an eye on. And that's maybe one of the few takeaways we can have from this game. But what what did you think on Kembe, Tom? I think I agree with you, Jordan. With Kembe, I thought the Leicester game was the perfect encapsulation of him. Um, you know, he's he's neat and tidy by and large, but um, that pass that he gave. I know we're not talking about this game, but the pass he gave away. Mm. Uh, for the goal was just typical you know it was that's not even a a particularly kind of exciting uh, difficult line splitting progressive whatever you want to call it pass you know it's just sort of spreading the play out to left hand side he had all the time in the world he looked and he gave it straight to a Leicester player and it's just that that sort of thing that makes me think I don't know if you've got the pace for the kind of English game and I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. even mean that in in terms of his physical speed, but maybe his kind of you know his his mental speed and awareness and what have you as well, um, you know. But it, it, we've not seen masses of him, so you know, prove me wrong. Plenty of players have. I don't know if we've even necessarily played him in his best position. It seemed to be the case in uh, Belgium that he played in a slightly more advanced role anyway. So I just wonder if that's yeah. a factor too. Well, I'm going to give a, a I'm going to give an alternate view on on Kembe just to have some positivity on the show. Uh, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of something which are, not what you just said there, Tom, I think is also fair and it's a fair assessment of Kambe. But if we just try to take into account the, the situation of, of the player this season, I mean it's possibly the worst case scenario for a player to come and join Watford at the time he did. 
I, I know Kamara came and, and, and kind of fit in very quickly and in January and did well, but for Kiembe, uh coming into a midfield, which was you know struggling quite a lot at times, playing, as you said, in a different position, um, in, in a midfield with very little structure for, for large portions, you know, sporadic minutes, uh, not kind of clear patterns of play to, to work within, coming to a new new country, new league, a lot of change for him. And it, it wouldn't surprise me, to, I don't know the personality of the guy, but it would not surprise me at all if a player comes in, in that situation and kind of defaults to playing a little bit safe and within themselves and maybe they need a little bit more more structure around them, more comfort to kind of play at their best. It's, it's, these are fine margins, but obviously the... The, the the kind of mental impact that could take place in these sorts of transfers can have a big big effect in the players. We've seen it countless times before, uh, both good and bad. And maybe next season at a different level uh, and with a coach that's kind of perhaps presenting a little bit more of a kind of route to uh, route to playing and a bit more structure and kind of a bit more of a, an idea of what he needs to be doing on the pitch. It might it might be an opportunity for him to to kind of come in there and actually show what he can do. I'm sure the club didn't sign him for no reason. He definitely looked like he had some promise in in, in Belgium. So let's see what happens with him but I think we shouldn't write him off based on uh, the appearance he's had that's that's for sure the last note from the Chelsea game I think was um, a, a lovely ball from from Adam Massina possibly uh, a last signing off from from the man yeah and it's kind of ironic that he signs off with a lovely ball as well I mean that's that's one of the things that we we didn't get to see enough of from Adam Massina but I've seen a lot of criticism of uh, of Massina kind of in his goodbye and everyone kind of kind of lumping in with I've seen some quite quite strong takes on how bad he was for us, which I'm surprised about. I mean, I don't think he had he had some performances that weren't kind of amazing, but I thought for the most part he 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 definitely gave he gave his all, and I think at times he's been a really really solid defender for us, even if not even if he wasn't able to contribute in the forward areas as much as we would have liked at times. He's he's been a decent servant for us, I think. I think you're absolutely right, and it's it's funny, you know, a year is a long time in football or in any walk of life, needless to say, but. You know how desperate were we to get Adam Cena back in the Championship last season, and how big a part did he play in that running and 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 getting us over the line as a part of the best defence in the Championship last season or joint best defence in the Championship last season? The one thing you have to say about all these players is that that we would objectively say aren't good enough for the Premier League. It's not their fault they're not good enough for the Premier League. They've been recruited, you know, and either not quite as a gamble and not been up to it, or been recruited, you know, in in error in a sense. Um, yeah. But you know, he's—I don't believe for a second—he's someone who hasn't always given his all. And if he's moving on, then I hope he goes on and 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 has a great rest of his career because I don't think he's ever uh, let us down, so to speak. He's he's proven no. to not be up to this level consistently, but you know, it's hardly the biggest crime. And to be honest as well, I mean, look, as you said there, he's never he's never let you down in a in a sense of kind of application. He's always tried and. There have been plenty of, of plenty of players that we've kind of discussed in in recent years, which we haven't felt have given that level of effort. I know that should be a basic fundamental, but it's still something you have to value. Uh, and also in in someone like Maston's defence too, and any player for that matter that we've had at Watford over the last few years, the amount of the amount of change in, in different systems, different approaches, different training methods, different styles they've had to go through. It's it's very rare you're going to get everyone anyone that fits all of those situations unless they just happen to be a very very good well-rounded player, which. There aren't many. I mean, even the likes of Ismail Assar struggled at times in different under different coaches. So Adam Messina's—he's been around. He's played under a lot of coaches. He's he's contributed and he's been he's been part of uh, you know one of the best teams we've had in, in recent times at, at left back. So you know he, he's not been perfect, but I think we should uh, be thankful for the for kind of the effort he put in. And yeah, he was a useful player for whilst he was here. Yeah. Also, the last Watford player to score a free kick—is that right? Uh, yeah, 
I think it's yeah, the, the Cardiff one is the last one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, That's it. And if he's remembered for nothing else, then what a moment that was, you know, and, and how important it was in the running and kind of, I think we all kind of pinpointed it as a potential moment in time when it went in, didn't we, to turn two point, uh, sorry, one point into three. And, you know, plenty of players have come and gone and contributed less over over the years. So to, to stick the boot on him, I just think it's a bit... A bit is in quite poor taste, and I think there's been a lot of this, hasn't there? That it's kind of just burn everything with fire, just burn it to the ground. Everything's <laughs> everything's terrible. Like, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a miserable so and so sometimes, and I I'm sure you could rake through sometimes. my tweets and <laughs> yeah, sometimes exactly. <laughs> Emphasis on that. I'm sure you could rake through my tweets and and I've d- dug him out at times. In fact, I know I did against Leicester, um, but you know he's by f- a long way from the worst defender in the last few years. I think back to that free kick, if I think about Adam Mass in the moments, I think of that free kick, but someone pointed out quite rightfully, which I kind of was less prominent in my mind, but that that tackle he made from behind in the box against Norwich in, in the Championship last season as well, probably the, one of the best tackles of the season, the goal-saving tackle against the the top team in the league, that was another moment where I think, um, yeah, it, he, he did he did excel at times, even if there were a few, few off moments, um, I think there was probably more good than bad, so... As you said, there have been plenty more that have been here and contributed contributed far less. So yeah, yeah. So it looks like Adam uh, Messina is off then. Um, but could Hassan Kamara be off as well? I mean, I suppose it's this time of the year where players themselves don't necessarily know if they're going to be here or not. So they don't know if they want to commit on social media to to saying one way or the other. But Lots of lots of things have been coming out from from all different players suggesting one thing or the other, and it's hard, it's hard to read too much into it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they know, and there's no there's no benefit to them to, to commit either way. They you know negotiation leverage should they decide to move should enough come in, uh, or they might want to stay. But there's no point in kind of putting their, all their eggs in one basket, and they can just have to be a little bit open minded here, especially with the relegation in mind. There's a lot of things to work out and a lot of restructuring to take place. Uh, I think Kamara's one the club would feel very comfortable in the fact that he's going to fit what's what's coming in the next season. I'm sure Rob Edwards would like to keep him around, especially now if we were to lose uh, Kamara, it would be down to zero senior left-backs, which obviously is not an ideal situation for a team that relies heavily on on wing-backs. Um, so I'm sure he'll be one that's the future needs to be resolved as a priority. Um, but I'd expect him to stay at this point. I just don't think, I think if you kind of weigh up the, the fee that we paid for him, um, I'm sure he has a relegation clause with us signing him in January at that time. It, if he didn't have a relegation clause for a drop of wages, he'd most certainly be pushed out the door very quickly. Um, but I'd imagine given the time he signed and given the position we were in when we signed him, he does have one. Uh, and when you're talking about kind of five, six million, six million pounds that we paid for him, you know, you go and try and replace, even the championship, you try and replace a first team left back or wing back with the, the importance it has within the team. You're not going to be spending much less than that most likely anyway, not without taking a risk. So I, I'm not sure there's a huge financial incentive to sell the player. Uh, I think it's probably a better fit and more suited to keep him around at this point. But in terms of the others, uh, it's the same as last time. You know, there are some that you probably could go either way on. They, they could contribute and you could keep around should they, should the things work, should everything kind of fit. But if not, you could also cash in depending on uh, what offers are on the table. So I'd say apart from a few kind of core players, there's going to be, there's going to be openness to, to tra- either leaving or, or, or staying for quite a few of them. And also with, with the nature of football, you know, I think last time was a prime example of this. We were planning to build around uh, Purvis Estupinian, Luis Suarez, and, you know, good money came in for them both and they were gone like that, weren't they? Sort of very suddenly and very surprisingly. Uh, football clubs being the kind of 
masters of chaos that they are and you know the lack of planning and, and god knows Watford are guilty of this you know it might be the plan that Hassan Kamara stays he plays all through pre-season and then he goes late in the window because something happens elsewhere that just shifts into place all the pieces that mean another club needs a left back and they come you know come with an offer that we aren't in a position to turn down hope not obviously and it, you know not even necessarily Kamara it could be anyone I guess but it's, yeah. it's so early in the summer isn't it I think that's the point I'm trying to make I think we've got a little bit of freedom this time around. I think we've got um, less kind of less need. Uh, when we went down last time, we didn't really have any big sales to help kind of with the financial fair play. Obviously, we had parachute payments, but in terms of financial flexibility, uh, the parachute payments combined with the fact that we're most likely going to make between 40 and 50 million off Dennis does give you flexibility to commit um, to keeping some players around for an, another year should we have to. Uh, and this is a more... I think there's more opportunity to be a little bit more proactive in the market this time. I think holding on to some of the players we held on to last time did hamstring us slightly, especially with um, some of the wages that were, the wage structures that were in place. We had so many high earners and, you know, the likes of Andre Gray, Troy Deeney, etc. We weren't really able to move too much. This season, I do think there is the flexibility to do so. Whether or not we play it safe and, and don't kind of actually act with too much, um, too much or have too much activity in the market is kind of, yet to be seen but I think this is an opportunity uh, it's never a good time to get relegated but if you look at the kind of contracts we have remaining at the club and what sort of players we have around at least you've got the ability to kind of move around and, and try and make some changes without disrupting things too too much Talking about um, who we think might be off or who we think might be staying you guys did uh, a great little uh, combination piece uh, Tom with your spreadsheet and John with your video uh, what 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 are the, the main takeaways from from that and, and by the way if you want to go and watch that video you can do so just head along to YouTube and find uh, Watford Analytics uh, and that's where uh, some of Jordan's videos will be well all of Jordan's videos will be today um, but yeah Jordan... uh, my only fans isn't linked to my YouTube but um, <laughs> you yeah. has to pay a bit more for uh, that uh, one uh, <laughs> That's behind the uh, the paywall on Patreon, isn't it? Yeah, that is the, that is <laughs> that is the final <laughs> that's the final reward. If you do become a full member, you do get access to all the, the back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, do feel free to go over and check that out. But what did we take away from it? Um, well, I mean, I think the kind of biggest takeaway was that there's a, there's a likelihood that a lot of players will be leaving in quite key positions and. You know, as I just touched on there, there's a lot of work to be done. We do have some some flexibility, and I think we have to we have to be, I, I think we have to be quite aggressive in this market and take a few risks. Personally, I think we have to try and um, invest and overpay in inverted commas uh, in regards to what we normally would do when we're looking at domestic talent. But I think finding finding ways to to again be aggressive in the market and fill these holes that need filling, uh, some being short term, but uh, also some with some kind of potential sell-on fees, etc. Just finding a way to operate within a market which we haven't done before uh, and kind of put a promotion push together that way as well as allow um, Rob Edwards, the, the kind of team, to, to, to actually operate in, in a manner that he wants us to. So some of the, um, the, the players that are really, you know, in question, the ones that uh, we're actually interested in, in, in keeping, we mentioned Kamara there, but um, Ja Pedro um, and also Kucho Nandes are also being talked about in in glowing terms by other clubs where we're led to believe um you know those those two could be very important next season should we be able to hang on to them but what's the likelihood of us being able to do that guys those were the ones that were not necessarily surprised because i think we all think that they're good players but we were perhaps 
hopeful that they haven't quite yet had the breakout right that would mean that they were nailed on to leave um particularly Kucho I think because of the injury and because of the fact he wasn't necessarily a really a nailed on starter until the last couple of months of the season um you know I'd kind of taken it in in my mind that he would be uh absolutely certain to stay and would probably be one of the players that we'd build around up front um a lot of this is taken from the the long piece Adam Leventhal did we should say on on the athletic kind of talking he said it was 47 players he kind of had some little bit of information on one way or another and there are a few <laughs> players in there that um, you know surprised me and, and two of them were those guys I guess it shouldn't probably be a surprise with Jao Pedro because I think we mentioned this on the last pod you know at the time that we had got that agreement with Fluminense he was being linked with Barcelona City Man United and someone else um, at that point and they were all kind of trying to get Fluminense to, to break the agreement they had with us apparently um, so I guess you know shouldn't be surprising he is still very young but in terms of how likely, I think we're in a position of relative strength with these guys. That if they're not, you know, hammering on Gino's door to move, then they should only be allowed to move on. Um, you know, in in the in the instance that we're we're fairly compensated. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I think you. I think saying positional strength is is accurate. There, um, we we do we do have that, and I think that we can be a little bit more open to you know there's no point ever closing off uh closing off avenues of approach from other teams in this sense because if a club did come in with a ridiculous offer for for pedro then then yeah we should take it and we can reinvest elsewhere if we are willing to do so there are there are options you should never tie yourself to one player uh, specifically but i think we feel good on pedro i think there's room for development and it's a similar situation to to where we were with, with Ismail Asar, but even to a kind of more favourable position than when we went down last time, where there were clubs interested, we felt that the, the kind of the, the dual threat of being able to help us attain promotion and also raise his value further is much more kind of favourable to the club than to sell for a, for a high fee. Now, I think that's where we are with Pedro. I think unless a ridiculous offer comes in, then why not try and boost his his, his value? What do you think very good that age. ridiculous offer could look like? Jordan. I mean, for me, it has to be over 30 million for us to be staying. There's no question, got to get him out of there. But I, I don't think he's quite at the point yet where teams are going to be comfortable paying that. Mm. Um, it is possible, um, but I'm not sure that the teams that have looked at him and seen enough to, to suggest that it's a safe investment. I think they might want to, to get a little bit more assurances there. But, you know, it's potential. If there's a smart club out there and they think that he's worth that and they've got the room to do so, then, then they might. Um, but in terms of for us, I think we we don't have the pressure on us to do so. Chicho Hernandez, I think, is a little bit different. I don't think he, requ- I don't think he brings in the same level of attention. I don't think he's going to require the same fee. But I also don't think, again, it, it's a balance of is are the fees being offered worthwhile for us? Do, do they kind of tempt us? Is is the fee coming in a value higher than what we view him as his value to the club? I, I'm not entirely sure because I don't really see us getting much more than. You know, looking between five and ten million for Chicho Hernandez at this point of his career, uh, and, and given the kind of contractual situation and so on, I don't think we're getting a, a, a big fee for him. So it's all a balancing act, and it, it depends on so many things. I mean, it's a, it's a domino effect of a transfer window. There's so many things that that play into it. What players become available? Perhaps you know, someone comes up that we feel we feel good on with maybe a target we've looked at for a while, then that gives us the freedom to to bring him in, and maybe we are a little bit more open to to offers for Hernandez, for example. We don't entirely know, but. Uh, the key takeaway, I think, is, is what Tom said there right at the beginning. The position of strength we're in right now is is favourable to the club, and it's kind of really up to them. Of course, you've got the impact or the input of the player 
uh, and his management team, but uh, they're all under contract and we've got no kind of obligation to move on from these guys. Speaking of Hernandez, it was it was good to see him get back on the field um, against Chelsea because I, I thought his injury was um, was worse than, than apparently it, it was. So, it, it, you know, by all accounts, it means that he should be raring to go um, by the time the championship season kicks off. But uh, yeah, that was that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's positive. I think you think it's, it's a good sign to see him back ready for pre-season. Right, OK, moving on from that then. And um, let's have a bit of a, a laugh now. We uh, we saw something on Twitter. Um, was it today or yesterday? I'm not sure when it was. But it, 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 was, uh, it was something from WDA. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Team, they said something along the lines of let's hear your Watford's unpopular opinions and that made us think of uh, of unpopular opinions that, that we have so we thought we'd uh, we'd share some of those and I thought I'll start off uh, with my unpopular opinion which you can discuss and then we move on but um, there you go my unpopular opinion is uh, if we had kept Cisco Manus uh, for the whole season we wouldn't have been relegated oh, interesting yeah what do you reckon oh. I think what was his points per game average? We can probably test this one, can't we? In, in some sense. Not yeah, I don't. We? I don't know. I, I find it. I find it difficult to agree. I. I mean, I guess that's why it's an unpopular that's opinion. That's an unpopular but, opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's. I think hindsight can can blind us a little bit to how things really were. But then, having said that, you know, he wasn't. He was certainly wasn't worse than Roy Hodgson in terms of what he was what he was getting out of the players on the pitch. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree in some ways, honestly. Well, here's, here's, here's my, um, here's my views to expand a bit on it. I felt as though the players loved him, or at least mm. enjoyed playing for him, and that um, sometimes managers go through spells where it's not working, but they try things, they meddle around. He would have also um, benefited from having the January recruitments that he 
he didn't have to begin with, so he didn't ever play, he didn't ever work with Kamara, for example. Um, and I feel as though he couldn't have done worse than. He certainly couldn't have done much yeah. worse than Hodgson. I feel like I don't yeah. think he could have done much no. worse than Hodgson, but I don't know. So he got seven points, I think. Beat Villa, beat Norwich, and drew with Newcastle in one, two, three, four, five. In seven games, he was sacked after Leeds, wasn't he? So seven points in seven games, one point per game, and this is not scientific, but if you obviously extrapolate that over 38 games, that is 38 points, which on the basis of this season and everything would have put us level with Leeds, we have a worse goal difference. So we'd have been a lot closer, I think it's fair to say, to the fight if you buy into that theory and that maths, which... Does that keep us up? Well depends how much how many other variables there are or things that you would change we might have meant we'd have gone if you know if, if it was purely points and we didn't change the goal difference then yeah we'd have gone down in 18th instead and that and that point and also if you if we're attaining more points you're taking away points from the teams around us too so it's hard that's to, it exactly it's hard to predict exactly fewer but you know in the most simple terms perhaps it would have got us closer yes so he certainly wouldn't have been as toxic as as it's you know become under roy hodgson I don't think he'd have had much worse of a chance of keeping... I mean, I think if you were to look at the three managers and say, right, if if you kind of go back in time to begin the season, you have to look between the three managers, who we, and we had to keep one. Yeah. I think most would probably fall on Cisco at this point. Um, so, yeah, good unpopular opinion. Tom, do you have yours? Oh, I've got plenty. Um, and I dare say most of them I've voiced <laughs> throughout the course of this season, and they are, by definition, You're unpopular. You're a walking unpopular I, opinion. I, I am, yeah. Um I dare say most of them are unpopular by definition because my, uh, my, that's a bit arrogant. Our listeners, our wonderful listeners, hate hearing from me. But we know they are your listeners. For you, Tom. Didn't, didn't you call them? Didn't, I'm pretty sure on occasion you've referred to them as fans, or is that just off air? You call them your fans? No, I do think I've said that actually. I do. That's quite bad, isn't it? Um, Tom Bodell fans. I've, yeah. I've got a few uh, opinions that is not fans. And. Um, <laughs> The one I'll go with is that I think Kassan Kamara has been an upgrade on Adam Messina, but I'm not sure it's he's been quite as good as people make it out. He's had good games, absolutely. He's had good moments in other games, but I think people have conflated the fact that he does a lot of defensive work. You know, he's an absolute tackle interception machine, uh, and the fact that he he appears to care. You know, he applauds the fans. He seems to say the right things on Twitter with him being basically the love child of Roberto Carlos and <laughs> another contemporary good left back, I don't know, Marcelo, when, when he was good. Um, he, is, he is an upgrade on, uh, on uh, I've got a poor bloke's name, Adam Messina. Adam Messina. terrible at this. Yeah, um, he is a, I was going to say, he is an upgrade on Hassan Kamara. He is an upgrade on Adam Messina, but uh, yeah, I just think, you know, being busy as a defender is more an indicative of style of team isn't it as we've discussed in the past you know it's, it's hard to mm. kind of measure defensive performance by by numbers in that say in that sense without adjusting it for possession and you know he kind of tops the, a lot of things for us and and a few things across the Premier League despite only being here six months which is indicative of how bad we are um he evidently mm. kind of is a wholehearted and committed player but, you know, a lot of players have, I would say, and I don't know if any evidence to support this, but a lot of players do obviously have 
uh, people that manage their social media for them and you know potentially he does so you know that's just just my thoughts put that way put this say though I'd still rather see him in the championship uh, left back than any of our other current left back options so uh, mm. it's not a slating of him but just a, a realignment of, of of what we think of him interesting I, I I think yeah I mean I think there's a we I think some fans are definitely over kind of overdone the Kamara thing. I think he's he's a good player. I think he adds something to the team. I think he, he came in with a, a level of enthusiasm and energy at a time we were devoid from any any real kind of feeling of hope. And I think he, he kind of was a little bit of a spark, a little bit of an ember in the team that, that looked quite down and out. So I think that definitely helps, as you say, interaction with the fans. And he, he does seem to, I mean, social media aside, he's definitely been one of those that's been more uh, kind of inclusive of the fans and going to them after games and just being involved in that capacity and it does help it, it, it creates a, it it does create some level of boost especially if you're an away fan you want to at least know the players that kind of somewhat acknowledging the fact that you're even there and I think he, he's he's been good for that that side of things as well as being as he said an upgrade of Massena but yeah I mean I, I think even getting player of the season is a, is a touch far for me but he, he's obviously well liked by Watford fans and I, I I don't necessarily disagree. I'm probably falling somewhere in between uh, the, the two yourself. Uh, sorry, the the kind of general consensus from Watford fans, and obviously you and uh, your group of fans. <laughs> well answered. <laughs> well, sh- you got you got any thoughts on the Kamara one there, Max? I'm, I'm interested. I don't know where exactly you stand on Kamara. Well, for me, uh, I think Kamara is definitely better defensively than he is attacking. I'm trying to think of any. Uh, useful balls he's put into the box, or or any assists that he's created. Ha- has he has he made many? He did have that. He had that great run and, uh, and goal against um, against City, didn't he? Where he drove forward and did that kind of underlapping run, uh, carried the ball and had a shot and scored. If you remember that one in the in the loss at Man City, from an attacking perspective. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you Go can't. On. Don't lie. You can't. Yeah. It seems like you don't remember that. <laughs> no, one, I but... don't. I don't remember it. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did score a don't good goal. Don't blame you for wiping it from memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gone. I'm, I mean, I believe in you that you said that. You know, you you wouldn't lie to me, but um... <laughs> I might. But yeah. Okay, so that, that's my opinion. Uh, how about how about yourself, Jordan? What's your? Um... I think. Yeah. My unpopular opinion is something which even. I think most will find unpopular, but I think that we failed Ozan Tufan a little bit. I think he could have been, Ooh. I think he got a lot of stick. Uh, he, he wasn't in the best condition for sure, but I do think that he, he offered he offered more than quite a few of the, the midfielders that we had available to us. And I think when it comes to possession, use of the ball, um, in teams where we really struggled to, to kind of find someone that's able to play the ball, I think he was, he was, superior in possession to a lot of the players that kind of came in and played instead of him and I think that if we'd have been able to to perhaps handle him a little bit differently and, and, and give him more of a prominent role that we could have actually seen a little bit more from that midfield and I think he could have been he could have been a key member of it I'll tell you what with with Ozan Tufan I'm sure I'm not misremembering this so apologies if I'm slandering these guys but um, uh, among the people we work with uh, are the ranks FC guys Sam, Dean, and Jack? And last summer we were doing some work with them uh, around the European Championships, and they were really hot on Ozan Tufan with Turkey. So when he signed, I'm sure I'm remembering this right. I was like, oh, okay. I've never seen him really play, but that sounds sounds good. And you know, those guys know their football and know their European football far better than me. So 
for it to have turned out so disappointingly is a real shame because it did seem to me like it was a bit of a coup when we got him based based on that uh, almost almost alone. Mm. Yeah, he, I mean, there's there's promise surrounding him, wasn't there? And I think he he's one that um, he just didn't it didn't quite pan out. I know there's been a lot of he's one of those players though too where a lot was made of his physical condition, and I think that he he's had that in his career previously. I think when I was looking up looking him up before he joined us there's been a lot of talk about his his condition to the point where I, I try to think of the compl- there's another player that had to do a similar thing but where he got into the stage where he was literally showing photos of himself with his shirt off to prove that he wasn't overweight and I, I think he kind of fed into that category of players or fans think he didn't try wasn't putting the effort in and and so on and I think whilst he is prone to kind of gaining weight in off season he didn't come in in the best condition I'm sure but I, I do think that he just never kind of settled in and found a home here and I think if we were able to have done so I think he definitely wouldn't have made um, a midfield that was really struggling worse I think he would have offered something we just didn't have and that was someone that's able to play the ball forward and, and, and progress the ball a little bit I think I remember saying at the time that um, he was a decent football player and I was surprised why he wasn't working out because it, he, uh, you know, he's he's he'd shown quite a bit of quality. Um, yeah. Was it Fenerbahce? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I don't know. But the thing is, he went back there. I don't think he was able to to get back into the team, was he? No, he he got ostracised again. He was he got pushed out mm. of the team completely again. I think that he struggled. He struggles, and I think um, he does. He, I mean, as much as I kind of say that we, I think we have to manage him very carefully, and I don't think that we perhaps saw him as being worthy of that level of attention I think if you don't, if you can't come in and, and, and be willing to to get your conditioning right and come in at that level then you have to kind of bring some of your own um, kind of intent there and maybe he didn't but uh, yeah it, I think I think this one this seems to be it obviously make a lot of assumptions here but I do wonder if the player is just going through a difficult period and the, the change of a transfer and everything going on around it just kind of made it difficult made it a bad fit but in terms of baseline as a player I think that doing the research that, that I that did it wasn't massive amounts of research but I did go back and look at some of his games and he's he's a capable footballer and I think he could have contributed something to a team that as I said was devoid of uh, ability to kind of transition the ball and get up the pitch yeah. so that's probably my unpopular opinion I'm sure it will remain unpopular but yeah that's kind of <laughs> great one there Jordan yeah that definitely is um, a, a decent a decent uh, shout to be fair um, very unpopular opinion very I'm unpopular sure. opinion yeah <laughs> Um, okay, well, that brings to the end this sort of like shortened show. Shortened because basically we didn't want to talk about the Chelsea game too much because it is what it is. And um, we've got lots of content coming your way soon. But we're kind of at the cusp of that point where we don't have enough information yet to really to really, to really, really do, a, do a massive one. Um, you can probably understand. Uh, but what we have coming up is we are going to go through... Um, the season if we can bear it from start to finish uh, talking about our highs and lows we're also going to talk about and this is the one you're probably going to be most interested in uh, a whole episode about who we think could potentially uh, suit the, um, the the new look uh, Rob Edwards side including people that we think are realistic signings um, so we're going to be going away and having a little look uh, doing some research and coming back with some names for you um, and if you've got an idea for us, if you've got something that you want us to talk about or want us to spend a whole episode on, it's the summer now, so um, we can pretty much dedicate it to anything within limits. So, uh, you know, drop us a line. Um, we are on, uh, well, we're on lots of different platforms, but Twitter's probably the best one to, 
looking to get in contact with us uh if you don't want to get in contact with us via the watford fc buzz handle whatever that is i think it's at watford pod you can you can find jordan uh at uh jordan weimer no it's not it's at yeah, is that what it's it's ears out it's kind of confusing. It is at Jordan Weimer, and then you can also just search what then what the okay, yeah, yeah. Or at oh, T B Bedell as well, so you can chat to all us. Um uh, and let's have a quick look at um, any reviews. Uh, no reviews, so we won't talk about that. I forgot there's no reviews. Um but if you want to review us, uh, send a review along. Uh, go to the uh, iTunes page, click on Watford FC Buzz Podcast, scroll down to the bottom, and you can see a little uh, star shape thing where you can click one, two, three, four, or five stars, and then tell us a review as well. And remember, um, the best review uh, within this uh, window of now to whenever we decide can win a free Watford uh, sock. <laughs> Was, match was, worn by Marlon King, was, so was don't undersell this. Match worn by Marlon King, that's right. So if you want to get your hands yeah. on that grubby artifact, um, then you know what to do. Give us a review. Um, you can even include in your review that you don't want to be part of the draw for the uh, for the Watford song, but, but you can still tell us if you enjoy the show. So so uh, so drop us a message. Um, anything I've missed out, guys? No, I think you. I think you covered everything. I think that's uh, we're good for another week, and uh, yeah, we'll start preparing for next week. Good stuff. We'll be uh, back with you uh, soon. Then with even more content. Uh, but from myself, from Jordan, and from Tom, we've been the Watford FC Buzz, and thank you for this season. Um, it, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but it's back to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to finish. Yeah, leave that in. Bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.